Wait, what? Wait, what? Where are we? What's happening? Oh, hey, hey, viewing party listeners. You made it to this podcast. You found us online. Hope you use the hashtag mini pod squad. Wesley and Katie and some cats. Watching movies, eat in snacks. We're not sponsored by anybody. We don't even have a Patreon. We're just having fun. Welcome to viewing party. What's a test? Viewing party. Chitting all over your tatum! Doing party! It is. It is the weirdest thing listening to your own podcast and hearing yourself laugh at the joke that you made like a week ago. And then you're laughing with yourself laughing and you're like, this is what it's like in my head. Uh, (laughs) But it's out in the world now. Hope everyone enjoys all the giggling. Oh my god. Yeah, that that is the weirdest thing. Uh, hey everybody, I'm Katie. Hey, I'm Wesley. And this is... Viewing Party. We're we're just jumping right into it. We're just we gonna are. get down to business. That's what happened in this movie. <laughs> Real quick. There's no lead up. It's just like, well, we're doing it. This is how it's going. Yeah, that's basically what happened. Um, I do have... So, no, wait, no. What? I had a parking wreck and I don't remember what it was. I watched something really interesting and I forgot. Oh no. No. Did you watch anything? I started watching um, Pushing Daisies. <gasps> oh, I saw that DVD later on. Yeah, because I have always, like, I loved that show when it was out, and then, like, it's been really hard to find. Like, it's not streaming anywhere anymore. Oh, interesting. And so I've asked for it for Christmas, and my sister got me the first season this year, so. Remind me what it's about, because so I feel it's like about, it's about death. It is. Great. So, <laughs> it stars Lee Pace being adorable. Oh, of course. Ugh, it's ridiculous. Have you seen his eyebrows? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, you couldn't miss them. So, oh, basically, the show is, it's about, he's the main character, his name is Ned. He learns when he's a kid that he has the power to bring dead things back to life. Oh, yeah. So if something is dead, he can touch it, and it'll come back to life, but there's only a minute of time, and if he doesn't touch it again and put it back to its, like, correct dead state, yeah, then something else will die in its place. Oh, yes. So he... I'm only three episodes in, but, like, he learns this, and, like, with his own mother... Like, um, as a kid, so, like, his mother dies, and he knows, like, at that point, he already knows he has this power, so he brings her back to life, but doesn't realize that it has consequences, or that the next time she touches him, she will die again for real. Oh, no. So, like, he has this whole childhood trauma. Ooh. And then, because she baked pies a lot, he becomes obsessed with making pies, and so he becomes a pie maker and owns, like, a... A little pie a shop? A pie shop called the Pie Hole, which is great. <laughs> and so he ends up... Like the Calzone Zone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. No differences. <laughs> so he ends up partnering with this de- detective, and what they do is if there's, like, there's been a murder or someone shows up dead and there's, like, mm-hmm. weird circumstances, and there'll be, like, a reward for it. So they'll go to the morgue to check out the body... 
Oh. He'll touch him, bring him back to life, ask if they know who killed them or how they died, and then put them back after before the minute's up. I hope he's getting paid for this. Well, they yeah, they end up splitting the whatever the reward is. Oh, great. That sounds great. So the whole premise of the show, then, is he finds out his childhood sweetheart has died. <gasps> no! And he brings her back to life, and then is like, what if I just don't... But, like... What if? What if I just let her live? Knowing that someone else in the vicinity is going to have to die in order for her to do that, and she's like, gonna have to be like hide the rest of her life because right. she's supposedly dead. Right. Oh. So there's that plus Kristen Chenoweth singing. <laughs> and oh, being an adorable sidekick. Oh well, <laughs> how have I never watched this show before? It's quirky and wonderful, and that's great. Super delightful. Is Kristen Chenoweth the childhood sweetheart? No, she's oh. the jealous. Um, like, neighbor slash waitress at the pie shop. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she sings, she Every actually... Every once in a while, she'll oh. just, like, break into song. Okay. Because she can. But it's not, like, a whole musical it's number. Musical okay, song. I was like, wait, this is a musical show. How did I not know? <laughs> no, it's just Kristen Chenoweth being herself. Oh, my gosh. Hanging out with Lee Pace, and it's great. Oh, I know what movie I watched. I watched The Intern while I had oh. a sick day. I watched The Bachelor. And then I also watched The Intern. The Intern is the one. And then I watched. uh, No. Which one is The Intern? No, The Intern uh, was with. um, It was 2015. It was Anne Hathaway and Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah. That's the one I'm thinking of. It's not not the one with. no, not the one where they're in the Google two guys headquarters. Who are like and, Google headquarters, but it's, yeah, no. it's him being like a young intern at like a startup, even though it's Robert De Niro. Yes, he's not a young intern. They have. I was confused. I was like, how did this happen? They they uh uh, uh the premise is that um it's this yeah like a startup for like a online clothing company, mm-hmm. and um he they put out like a. Th- a thing basically asking for like senior citizen interns. Oh, interesting. Um, because you know workplace diversity or something. I yeah. think they just wanted to like try something different. Yeah. And so essentially, uh, it's really it was really cute. Like I cried wow. watching the movie. That's I was good. I was very surprised. It also had what's his face from Pitch Perfect. The like one the guy who is the leader of the boy band <laughs> the boy part um, the you know the boys i'm really bad it's today it's not it's adam divine sure is he the one that was also in a commercial about waxing or facials Probably. or something he's the one who falls in love with rebel wilson yes. in the second one yes, okay cuz i always want to call him adam levine and that is not <laughs> his name he is adam divine or oh, divine he is i think he's super cute by he the is way super he's cute. so cute but he's in it and he's great um, I was kind of surprised by the cast, and somebody from the Mindy Project was in it. Like one of her boyfriends <laughs> was in it, and I was like, "What is happening?" Uh, it's really cute. I I was really surprised at how much I was crying during uh-huh. this movie, but he kind of just comes in, and you know, he's like, "Hey, I'm retired, and I'm you know a widower, and like, what am I like, and... what am I gonna do with my time? Like, why? Well, sure, why whatever." Not? And so it turns out that like he you know has like a bunch of experience in the industry, and basically the startup is blown up. And uh, the uh, the boss, Anne Hathaway, kind of reminds me of my own boss sometimes. I was like, oh, this is kind of what meetings with her are like. Huh. Where it's like, you have a meeting at 3.55, and she has a meeting at 4. <laughs> and I was like, yep, that's kind of what that's like sometimes. <laughs> um, that's kind of how my life gets scheduled from time to time. Yeah. Like today. And, uh, yeah, so he comes in and, you know, is just, like, assigned to be her, like, personal intern. And at first she's like, 
I don't need this. Like, this was kind of a dumb idea yeah. that I don't remember having. Um, why did we, why did why we go did we with it? <laughs> um, but she's, basically, the startup has been so successful that they're looking, reluctantly, she's looking at bringing in another, like, a CEO, like, an experienced mm-hmm. CEO to, like, run things who knows where to take a company because they've done it before where she's right. just like, I she's made this like, up in ah. my living room, you <laughs> yeah. know? Like, I... Trying to make it work. Uh, I mean, she's doing a great job, but she's also like, oh, what am I going to do? But it's really, really, really sweet, and it turns out that, like, her husband has been feeling really, like, neglected over the last 18 months while the startup is blown up, mm-hmm. so then he's cheating on her, and she's... It turned into this really great sort of, like, really nice, quippy feminist commentary huh. on, like, women business owners. And, nice. like, and Robert Jr. was straight up, like, I hope you think none of this is your fault. And he was, like, he goes, like, she's crying about it. Like, they've bonded and everything towards yeah. the end of the movie. And she's crying because she's, like, re- figured out that, like, her husband's cheating on her. And she's, like, I... She's like, I don't, you know, like, maybe if I bring in the CEO, then I might have spent more time with him. And he was like, I hate to be the feminist between us right now. (laughs) But, like, why are you beating yourself up for you're doing something amazing and this man making a poor choice? (laughs) And I was like, whoa! And he was just like, frankly, like, you built this business. It's yours. And you know what you're doing. And there is, he's like, do not, he's like, I wouldn't bring anybody in because this guy can't handle it right now. (laughs) And I was like, he's like, why would you give this up for someone who like, you know, like invested, like, is it, yeah. yeah, Who just isn't really giving this relationship his all. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) like it was like great. It was so good, and I was crying, and I was like, I totally understand that, because I just give so much to my career, and what if I never get married, and he was, and I was just like, oh, wait, and he was like, I don't know why you feel like you can't have both, (laughs) and he just kind of, like, comes in, and, you know, like, helps her, you know, figure a few things out, and comes in with, like, his own nice experience, and he's just like, but he doesn't come in, and he's like, look at all the things I know about business, he's like kind and efficient and is just like there to help her out and it's not in the like she needed him but in a way that's like yeah she just needed someone who was like really just like believed in her and who it like admired her you know not someone who admired her but like she just needed like an extra support Mm -hmm. who was just gonna be there and didn't have any expectations for her but was just gonna like encourage this woman through like a kind of a like a tricky moment of like well what do I do with my business and what do I do with my marriage at the same time yeah like do I have to give up one for the other or do I have to like sacrifice one for the other and then it was great because her husband in the end to spoil the whole thing is just (laughs) like I'm a complete idiot and he was like nope no he's like this was this was awful and horrible do not hire another CEO he's like do not bring anyone in and he straight up is like do not give up your business for me yeah. It's not worth it. And I was like, whoa. So clearly that's why this movie wasn't <laughs> as popular as <laughs> I should know. have been. It could have been. I know. Like, because you would love this movie. It sounds super great. It's and super really great. It was really great and really wonderful to just, like, watch a woman vulnerably go through, like, a process of work. And she wasn't. At first I was like, is this going to be some weird Devil Wears Prada reverse role reversal right, for her. Right. But she was a really kind, like, she was a very kind business owner. She was also just like, things got to get, like, straight to the point, and... 
I think she's a really end. great actress and people don't give her enough credit. I do too. Yeah. I felt like she was like really wonderful and the two played together well. The whole thing was really lovely and very pretty. And I just really, really enjoyed it. So yeah, yeah, the intern guys, like check it out. It's really like surprisingly <laughs> That's cool. Surprisingly poignant. Huh. Uh that was great. I was really excited about it. So that's what I did. Uh, I watched that and Shark Tank and The Bachelor and The Grammys. That's what I did while I had a fever. Glad I made it through. (laughs) I I survived. (laughs) I will say this about The Grammys. I finally watched them a week later because they had been recorded. (sighs) Donald Glover was there. I heard. And he performed. I saw a lot of Twitter exploding. And he looked like... He has his Lando hair right now because yeah. he clearly like came from set to the Grammys yeah. to not win any awards because Bruno Mars and his short little shortness winning <laughs> all the big awards. Those awards are the size of Bruno. They're giving away Bruno Mars. They're just giving away <laughs> casts of Bruno Mars to other people. It was very, I mean, yay, Bruno. But I was also like, really? Is this album that good? I don't know. I didn't even know he had a new album this year, honestly, until well, I like, heard he won a bunch of Grammys, and I was like, really? I think it came out... I don't I don't think it came out this year. It had to have, or, or it well, not have been. Thi- well, not this year. It's it wouldn't 20, have been eligible. It, would, it, I th- it came out, like, real... Like, really early in the season. Like, first thing 2017 is when it came out, so it's had an entire year for, pe- for me to be exhausted of it. Yeah. And be like, 24 karat, boring. In the air tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, I okay, great. Really listen to him, so. But he won all the awards, and it was fine. The performances were... Oh, Everybody oh. was just like, Donald Glover's amazing. <laughs> because they're right. <laughs> My just... favorite was Billy Eichner <laughs> tweeting about it. He was like, I get to sing Hakuna Matata with Childish Gambino, What Is My Life? <laughs> I'm so happy and cannot wait for the Lion King just because oh of that. <laughs> and when they introduced him to, uh, when what's his face? Who was the host? Cute, fat, Broadway. Um, James Corden. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I hate me. <laughs> I knew he was hosting though, so it helps. Cute, fat, Broadway. <laughs> Um, when he was introducing him, he was just like, this man has been nominated for blank, blank, blank. He's won this, this, that. He's done this. He's in the new Lion King. He just scored himself a role in the, like, stars. He just went through his credentials. Like, all of Cause, them. Because Donald has, like, actually won Grammys before. Yeah. But I, <laughs> he was just like, I really wanted him to get another one. Even though this album wasn't my favorite, it was uh, incredible. Like yeah. It was wild and weird and so good. But I was like, I don't want to hear it all the time. And I, and I love it <laughs> at yeah. the same time. But he like introduced him and he was like, if, if he wasn't so cute and charismatic, you would find him really annoying. It's Childish Gambino. <laughs> it's so true, but he's so great. Like, ah, he's so, like, he's... Honestly, for the longest time, I had this theory that, like, Jack White was King Midas and anything he touched turned to gold <laughs> and none of the bad stuff happened. And I think, like, Childish Gambino, he's, like, the new Dread Pirate Roberts of Midas. <laughs> I so many references in that analogy. <laughs> when I think about the Midas touch, all I think about is that Aladdin sequel with, the like, the 40 Thieves oh, and Aladdin no. met his hot dad. <laughs> Don't remember. 
at all. Oh, you don't remember the, oh, well, we got to watch well, the Aladdin one where he met his hot dad. I think it was Aladdin and the 40 Thieves, and it turns out that his hot dad is, like, the leader of the 40 Thieves, yeah. and they go and try to get, like, the hand of Midas so they can turn everything into gold and be of rich course. instead of thieving all the time. But his dad is so hot. <laughs> See, when I think of the Midas touch, I think of a story from, there's a... Trust the Midas touch. There's that. And I'm like, no, don't Ew. trust it. <laughs> no, there's a whole sequence on Sesame Street from like the 80s. Ooh. And. Oh. I think, I forget how, I think Kermit is the king and starts turning everything to gold and like accidentally turns Piggy into gold. I don't oh, remember. Oh, yeah. Something weird, super weird. It's weird. And wishbony. <laughs> where it's like, why did we go through this? I feel like sometimes like. I love Sesame Street, but sometimes they do like weird things, and you're like, "Why are Why are we doing Cyrano de Bergerac for children right now?" Because <laughs> why is that this one happening? bothered me so much as a child. They did Game of Thrones. Well, like, this was like, like yes, this was but this before was before they did like pa- movie parodies. Right. I love their new movie parodies because they're, they're hilarious. They're so good. Like the Star Wars one, <sighs> where Chewie is a Chewy cookie. He's <laughs> <laughs> Chewy. He has, like, the, like, bandolier, and it's great. Cookie Monster That's wonderful. Han Solo. Uh, But, yeah, Childish Gambino was there, and this, uh, I will say that this Grammys, uh, there was a lot of racial diversity, and I was really excited about it, Mm -hmm. and they showed lots of different kinds of people and lots of different kinds of music. They did some, like, Broadway tributes to composers who had maybe past or they were winning something else I kind of fast forwarded it I watched Ben Platt sing for about 60 seconds I was like love you Ben I'm bored and like (laughs) I was like why did you pick these songs from these composers that's fine Uh, but it was great I thought they represented a lot of different genres really well people won awards it was great it was pretty nice Grammys like overall Nice job, everybody. They didn't make, like, 600 Trump jokes. They made, like, three. <laughs> I was like, thanks, guys. Yeah. Good job. It felt great. It was really good. Good. No qualms. Well, I don't know what the internet has to say. I don't look at it. I didn't watch the Grammys, so <laughs> I can't tell you. It's fine. I'm excited for the Oscars. Speaking of the Oscars. Speaking of the Oscars. It's February, and the Oscars are in March. <laughs> but they're normally in February, but we have the Super Bowl. Right now, so uh, everyone gets excited about the Super Bowl, but I don't. I get excited about the Oscars, the Academy Awards. They are my Super Bowl. That is the former name of a podcast. Yeah, no, they're the big movie Super Bowl, movie bowl, the popcorn bucket of of awards. What? Wait, no, someone else gives away popcorn buckets. Uh, like MTV Awards? I think MTV Movie might give away popcorn buckets. Yeah, wait, the astronauts. I don't is know. Is it VH1 that does the astronauts? No, MTV does the astronaut because that was it from their logo in yeah, the 80s. Yeah, from the way back when. Maybe they give Maybe, popcorn buckets now. Uh, you know what? We'll Google it later. You know what? Somebody, I don't really care. Somebody gives popcorn buckets. I don't know or care who they are. I don't, I don't anyway, really give two hoots. So we decided to do a special theme for Oscar month. Our theme is our favorite Oscar losers. Yeah. These are uh, movies we're highlighting this month. They're all... Movies that picture nominees who did not win. Uh, And so this year, this week, is my pick. Yeah, 2007 Oscar loser. Uh, 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 Juno! Yeah! 
This one. Which, fun fact, was nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> no, which is the weirdest thing that. Okay, so. Y'all seen Juno, right? Do you. What, can you pull up the list of what else was nominated that year? Yes, I can. Uh, Juno is one of those movies that just about everybody saw, like, in our generation. Like, yeah. in our age group, pretty much everybody had seen it. Because it hit us, like, high school, college. Yeah. Well, yes. Yes, it did. Uh, it's not show... <laughs> Why can you not... Oh, the host was Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, I remember this specifically. Oh, this one, because this is a fun fact, so I had a big Oscars party with a bunch of friends, and yeah, with a bunch of friends from high school, I remember this, and Ellen DeGeneres was hosting, and it was a bunch of friends from, uh, I think it was like my Bible study at that point, mm -hmm. super conservative, but we had like put on like dresses and rolled out a little red carpet yeah. and we had snacks and I was like, I'm having an Oscars party. Yeah. It was super fun. That sounds fun. So super conservative and Ellen DeGeneres was hosting and somebody said something like, did you know she's a lesbian? Oh no. And, I, and someone else was like, that's a shame. And I was like, how is that? And that was one of the first moments Aww. in my life where I just went, how is that relevant? Yeah. Like as a teenager being like, I don't understand why that has anything to do with what exactly. she's doing right now. Like, yeah. this is not... Like, what does that have to do with her job, job performance? With her performance. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, she's doing a, a great job a at work similar, right now. Yeah, we had a similar conversation in our family, like extended family, during <laughs> American Idol. Um, who's the who's the guy who's now, like, fronting a band to replace their former front man? Um <laughs> I can't tell you. So there was a there was a kid who was competing back in like 2007 or 2008. Oh. And I forget who it was. He won and he's like super famous now and I cannot tell you his name, but he was Couldn't gay. Tell you. And half of our family was like, "Well, I can't vote for him." And my mom You're like my, I remember my what? mom telling them on Facebook like, "What does that have to do with how well he sang? If he sang well, like, like and then, then he sang he should, well. Then he should, like, this has nothing to do with his This is totally irrelevant life. information. Like, this has nothing to do with it. Like, he's great. I don't know. And it was just like, <laughs> what? Good job. But uh, it was the same kind of, like, conservative Christian, like, <laughs> audience. Whoa. Which just makes me sad. Because I'm like, you're supposed to love everyone. Like, what are we doing here? I don't know, man. Okay, so Juno was, it was actually the 2008 Oscars. Right. For movies that, that came it. out in 2007. Yes, of course. So, nominees uh, were. the nominees were There Will Be Blood. Ooh. Did you see that movie? I think so. Is that the one? With blood? With, <laughs> with the bowling alley at the end? Um, I think that's it. I'm and thinking it, of No Country for Old Men, I think. so. Well, that's what won that year. Oh. No Country for Old Men won. Because that's the one with Javier Bardem, right? Sure. Well, I don't know. This doesn't tell me. This, <laughs> this list is telling <laughs> me the directors and producers because <laughs> they win the award, not the sure. actor. Um, I think There Will Be Blood had uh, the method actor that everybody likes to make fun of. What's his name? I he don't know. super into everything. <laughs> he, like, gets way into his roles. Anyways, There Will Be Blood was crazy. Michael Clayton, which who even knows what that movie is? Atonement. Oh, yes. Atonement. Yes. Juno was nominated, which in this list, in this it list really is so out of place. such a standout. And No Country for Old Men 
it wasn't... Yeah, compared to those other ones, you're like, why do you know? But then you watch it, and you're like, oh, Oh. yes. So 2008 is also when, or, well, yeah, that year. Oh, no, I guess it was actually 2008 when we got uh, Iron Man, and we got the first installment of what we now know as, like, the The new superhero, the new Marvel, like... The universe. new Marvel Universe, yeah. like, franchise that we are, like, knees deep in. <laughs> we are okay. we'll Avengers deep. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Age of Ultron deep <laughs> in this franchise. Yeah. We're, what, like, 15 or We're 16 about, titles in? I'm so scared for the new... Uh, Avengers movie because we're gonna kill so many superheroes. I'm terrified. Like I think Iron Man's gonna go, and I'm gonna. All I know is everywhere. Black Panther's coming out. It oh, looks amazing. Oh, it's coming out so soon. Okay, oh. happy Valentine's Day to me. <laughs> I was out last night and I was talking to some girls and I was like, I'm straight up attracted to like nerdy white boys, gingers, and the cast of Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that is wow. Fair. And I was like, no, the whole cast. The whole cast. <laughs> like, like Lupita Nyong is in here. We got like Andy Circus shows up. We got uh uh, uh Watson. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. <laughs> like, I'm attracted to him. Like the whole cast Did of you Black see Panther. Their, like purple carpet wardrobes. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Throw up. They so so they did purple carpet instead of red carpet because obviously, and the dress code was African royalty, (gasps) and it is beautiful. I. And, like, it's a gorgeous, and then oh. you have, like, Martin Freeman in a boring suit. And you're like, oh. it's fine. You're like, Martin, it's like, fine. You, that's what you had to do in this case. Like, I get it. Right. But, like, if you, you, don't go, get to, like, to. If you go to Lapita's Twitter, she has, a like, a, a p- photo she posted of, like, a bunch of outfits. And everyone looks amazing. I. I know. I, I know. I can't. Was it the premiere? The premiere? The premiere in Hollywood, yeah. Oh, my lord. I, they're so beautiful. They're just the most beautiful people I've ever seen, ever, ever. Oh, oh, here are the photos. Everybody go Google this right now, and then you'll have the same reaction I'm having. Look. Uh, yeah, check out that brocade uh, jacket uh, he's got. It's amazing. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I'm so happy. Just everyone looks so gorgeous. The dress code is African royalty. <laughs> Cute. And I love everybody else. It's like, well, uh, we're going to... All the white people are like, we're just going to play it down. It's fine. Good. But Thank like, God. It's so... As they should have. Mm. And it's so amazing. Mm. It's God, this is the most stunning. <gasps> yeah, that one. <gasps> I don't even know who these people are, all I of them. Care. Because I'm not familiar, but... Ugh, uh, this cast is so... This is the most beautiful cast of people I've ever seen so in my whole great. life. I'm so excited. I know nothing, like, next to nothing about the Black Panther character, but that's fine. I'm going to see this movie. Chadwick Boseman. For the win. Basically. Anyways, super (laughs) sidetracked. 2008 Oscars. Yeah. Somehow Juno made it in, so that's what we watched today. Yeah. Juno is that movie that we've all seen at this age group, and everyone remembers how cute it is, and we're always like, oh, it's such a cute movie. It was so cute. Yeah, I loved it. It was so sweet. Tic Tacs and pork that swords. Song about and they can't see friends. what anyone can see what anyone else. Yeah. But you, like that, everyone's like, oh, it's so, and it's like Quirky. Michael Sarah in his heyday yeah. when he was super adorable. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, and he wasn't like a child anymore. And Ellen Page like had her starring role, and everyone's like, it's, it was so great. Yeah. It was just so great. And then I'm like, yeah, it was super great. Do you remember that creepy adult though that was like yeah. trying to get with a teenager? Mm-hmm. So should we do a plot recap <laughs> real quick <laughs> so we can? <laughs> and I'm just like, do you remember that though? And everyone's like, oh. Uh. And I'm like, yeah, we all tried to block that one out of yeah, our memory. We did. Because I think as teenagers, it was a bit too much for us to handle. There were some things, like, there were some things we noticed this time. That we were like, like oh, I didn't pick up on that didn't as catch a this teenager. All. <laughs> like, that was way, which is also probably why my dad was so concerned. Yeah. I and watched I was this movie like with 21 me. Twenty-one or twenty-two when this came out, so I wasn't. Technically I feel like a you're teenager. not that much older than me. No, Wesley. it's only a couple years, but oh, well. I was. Technically oh, yeah. not a teenager. Yeah, no, I was definitely a teenager. I will like yes, I was barely. You were I, probably I was close seventeen. To the same age as she was. I was seventeen, so you would have been like twenty-ish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was about Juno's age, which was also I think why my dad was so concerned. Yeah. I, I watched this movie with my dad. Um, How was that? He, you know, was a, a informative. He was an informed parent <laughs> after this movie. I yeah. think of like. Oh no! <laughs> like anything can happen, and I was like, I really relate to Juno. He's like, oh, he's like, uh, great, cool. So you're susceptible <laughs> to a lot. Just like, yep. I love the line where Juno says, "Oh, you know, just dealing with things way beyond my maturity level." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, me too, girl. So yeah, let's do a plot recap. You talk. I've been talking so okay. much. So basic plot of this movie is you've got high schoolers. Juno and Polly Bleeker, which are Ellen Page and, um, I just lost his name. What's his name? Oh, Michael Sarah. Yes, I just completely forgot it. So Thank God I remember. <laughs> good job. So they're in high school, and she gets pregnant and decides to, first she tells him by showing up on his lawn with a whole, like, discarded living room set from yes. someone else's lawn to be dramatic about it. Because it's super great. Can. And, like, a pipe. Yeah, she likes, <laughs> has a pipe like, for the whole movie. It's great. It's pretty good. So they decide, like, they kind of have an awkward conversation, like, on the front step about it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I think I'm just going to, like, nip it in the bud, take care of it now. Yeah. I'm just not, like, I'm 16. I'm clearly like, not prepared for this. What am I going to do? <laughs> so she goes to the clinic in town to have an abortion and runs into a girl from school who's protesting. Yeah. And they have like yeah. a oh, kind of like Oh, babies want to be born. Like a little conversation and the girl tells her that like her baby already has fingernails and she's like, "Oh, like it becomes like super real to her because she's just like, eh, you know, like yeah, it wasn't I don't think it hit her until then that like this is a real baby, which probably happens when you're super young and pregnant unexpectedly. Yeah. So she decides she's going to keep the baby and give it up for adoption. So she and her friend find an ad in the Penny Saver, which is, like, the local classified magazine where they, like, sell pets and, like, (laughs) exercise equipment, like, Craigslist, Craigslist before Craigslist. Yes. And they find this nice couple that, like, look cute in the picture, and it's um, Jason Bateman and... Jennifer um, Garner. Jennifer Garner. Um, so she decides then, then she confesses to her parents, well, her dad and her stepmom, who are wonderful. Her dad is J.K. Simmons, and her mom, stepmom is played by Alice and Janney, and they are the best in this movie. Um, so yeah, she tells them that she's pregnant, 
and they're like shocked at first. <laughs> they like they they're, really didn't want th- like they were kind of they're very disappointed. They were like, "We thought you were better than this." And she's like, "I don't." Their response was so perfect. Yeah. Because they weren't like, "Oh my they, god, no, like, we can't believe you." Yeah. There you. was no yelling. They were like. They, like, got over their initial shock. They were like, and they how were like, could you? Okay, so we're going to get you some vitamins. We're going to set you up with a doctor's appointment. I'll go with you to check out these parents. Like, Yeah, and they handled it. handling and, this. Yes, and, and, like, it, and the dad finally just, you know, when he saw settled in, was just like, he says, I thought you were the type of girl who knew when to say when. And she just goes, yeah, I don't really know what type of girl I am. And I was like, so true, oh. She's, like, you're 16. Like, like you don't know what type of girl you, you are. So, That's perfectly fair to say. Yeah, so they were really great about the whole thing. So that kind of response is something that I, I kind of wish more parents could have. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I won't. I only see movies. Um, yeah. I don't know how many I kind wish of parents that more movies handled it this well. Right. That showed parents that are not like let's shame the child mm-hmm. for the act that got us here instead of saying okay, so let's take care of it. Yeah. Like, let's just figure out what we want to do and, you know, like, what's going to be best for everybody instead of being like, how, how like, could how you? could you? Yeah. And this is so shameful and you've ruined the family right. instead of being like, all right, yeah, like, this is something that we're all going to face now. Like, let's take care of it and yeah. let's make sure that everyone's okay. And then also the, their little conversation afterwards. Yeah. Of they're like they're like man I, I I thought she would have been expelled or in hard drugs and they're like yeah I thought I was hoping for that too <laughs> and it was just like what a perfect little commentary on yeah. people going like a baby oh no worst case scenario and like yeah. a baby is not the worst thing to happen to you yeah okay like please be very clear on that that when a kid comes to you with news especially that big of news yeah it's like you don't really? freak out on them like. Yeah. And clearly she had thought things through. Like, yes. she wasn't just like, hey, you ready to go take care of this for me? She right. was like, like, she was like, I know I can't handle this. Like, so I want to do something about it. And I've handled a couple things. This is what I want to do. I'm not asking you for anything. Yeah. And it was like, okay, cool. We'll just move through it instead of being like, whoa. Instead of focusing so much on, like, how could we have prevented it? It's like, well, what do you do with it now? Because that's irrelevant. Right. Like, it doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah. And I always, like, I think it's interesting because I feel like a lot of times, especially with teen pregnancies, parents are like, I have failed. Like, it is my fault. It has nothing to do with you. Like, no, your kid made a decision and that's what happened. And Like, they have autonomy now. Wow. It's not a reflection on you as a person. No. Like... Not really. It's your at job all. to take this and go with it as a parent. Yes, to like continue to love parent. and nurture and parent, yeah. not to like harm them further. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because cool. Because if you're already sitting around like I failed, I'm like they might. Because then you're they're gonna you're gonna project that onto your kid. Yeah, it's a total murder complex, and that didn't happen here. Mm-hmm. I was really excited about that. Yeah. Continue. So after she. Let's her family know what's going on. Um, her dad goes with her to meet this couple who she wants to, she found in the paper and wants to interview with and see if they're the right people for her baby. So they drive an hour away to the suburbs, um, like the ritzy suburbs. And it, they have this really nice, oh, so good, really nice scene where you just see like their old crappy minivan because they're clearly just like a mm-hmm. lower middle class, like small mm-hmm. town kind of family. Yep. 
and um, they just drive, keep drive, driving past like bigger and bigger like McMansion type houses. Oh. And you finally end up at this house in the suburbs. You're like, okay, I know exactly what kind of neighborhood this is. You I know? I've seen this neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this and is Pickerington. It's big houses, or and like you walk in, and like everything. It was there from that era where everything is like beige and white and gold and bronze. Yes. And like everything's decorated to like coordinate with zero color. Mm-hmm. That whole look. That thing. So they come in and they meet this couple. Um, and their lawyer is there, too. So they're having all these discussions about, like, what kind of adoption do we want to have? And, like, what are these people like? And basically, Juno's just like, no, I just want the baby to be somewhere where it's going to be loved. Like, I don't want postcard updates. No, like, I don't want to know. I'm 16. I am not cut out for this. You clearly want a baby and are a couple that's together and stable. Yeah. And, like, you want this child. Like, I want you to have it. Yep. She's like, if I could just have it now and give it to you, I would. She's but like, this I, is all good. I can't because it's not that far along yet. <laughs> We're not there yet. <laughs> she jokes that like, I think it looks like a sea monkey right now, and you probably want to wait a while. <laughs> but <laughs> so she makes um, the plans with this couple. They like sign all the paperwork and talk to the, with the lawyer and everything. But she decides like she's gonna keep them updated on appointments yeah. and yeah, how things are going. All the, you know, sonograms—is that the right word? Uh, no. it ultrasounds. Ultrasound. <laughs> never. I'm not. I don't know what a sonogram is. <laughs> it's something. Mm, we know about it. It's a word that I've heard before. Yeah. So, anyway, so she's like dealing with being a high schooler and pregnant, and all of the glares and parting of the hallways that come with that. Yes. And the feeling awful all the time and drinking lots of blue slushies because apparently that's what she's hungry for. <laughs> and um, going back and forth and like sharing stuff with the family. So she I goes, want like a big cookie and a lamb kebab all at the same <laughs> which time. Which kind of sounds great. I was like, like <laughs> that sounds fine. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. So she um, shows back up at their house unexpectedly after having, well, she has her first ultrasound and they have the altercation with the technician, mm-hmm. which, um, so she and her best friend and her stepmom are at the doctor and they're doing the ultrasound and seeing the baby. And she mentions that, um, she can't wait for Mark and Vanessa to see it because they're the adoptive parents. And the technician makes a remark like, Oh, well that's good news. And her stepmom, Allison Janney is like, excuse me, what? <laughs> Like, <laughs> what's happening right now? Why are you judging my daughter right now? <laughs> um, what is happening and why are you being so rude? Excuse me? And <laughs> tells her off about yes. it. And you find out later that they got escorted off the premises after that. <laughs> yeah. Because she was just like, how do you know that these people would be a better parent than my stupid daughter would? Or she says something silly, but like how do you know that she wouldn't be a great mom? Like that's not for you to judge. Right. So... After she gets the printout, she goes and drives over to see them, and I think this is the first time that she gets there, and Vanessa's not home, and it's just Mark, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, the first time she meets them, she, like, goes upstairs to go to the bathroom and, like, runs into Mark when she comes back, and, like, then they go hang out, like, in his music room, and, like, she thinks he's a cool guy, like, he likes music and guitars and, like, stuff like she does, so... She's like, okay, this will be a good couple. But the second time she shows up, like, it's just him. And things start getting a little bit weird. 
not 100% weird yet, but a little weird. Don't they, like, watch, like, a gory movie and hang yes. out? And, yeah. But they're bonding. At this point, they're kind of... Oh, no, it gets weird because she explains why she's named Juno. Yeah. That's when it starts to get a little weird between them and the relationship yeah. shifts because she says, my dad named me after... Zeus's wife being she was like beautiful and angry and he says I think that suits you and then she was like oh thank okay you. Thank, like, thanks mm. like what yeah because uh, at this point like she's like okay I want to get to know these people she's like yeah I just want to chill like, I want to make sure that they're cool she's like, super flippant yeah. and just like does not yeah, care what anyone being, feels like he, and he's, he's being kind chummy. of under the guise of like I want my kid to be influenced by the stuff that I like but yeah. this whole time the whole time we've met him like Vanessa is clearly enthusiastic but like a little guarded about everything whereas he's just like pretty he's like he's chill about everything and then gets like nervous when you bring up the baby yeah he's, like, he's very weird like he kind of says the things that you're supposed to say yeah but he doesn't like, really. Uh, and just seems a little off the whole time. Yes. So they're having this, like, weird bonding experience. And then as soon as, like, Vanessa gets home and she shows um, she shows her the ultrasound. And she's super excited about it. And he's just, like, weird. Like, he's like, he's like, yep, that's a baby. Like, cool. Cool. And Vanessa's super, super excited. She's like, wow. Yeah. So... And you can tell, like, and things are starting to get a little weird between Vanessa and Mark. You can tell, mm -hmm. even at that first meeting. Yeah. So. He's like, oop, she's here, you better go. She doesn't like it when I sit around and watch movies and I don't, quote, contribute. Right. That whole thing. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Then there's more stuff with her in high school. And I forget if this is when she goes and talks to Polly about prom. I can't remember exactly the order. Mm -hmm. So she, at one point, like, talks to him about, like, oh, you're taking that girl to prom? Like, I'm not jealous. She's clearly jealous. Um, so all of that happens. Then she, does she, I can't remember if she has another, she calls Mark in the middle of the school day one day, which was kind of weird. Um, and then. Oh, yeah, that was a little, she's like, I just wanted to say hi. And I was like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think she was feeling lonely. I think so, because, like, she really only has the one friend besides Polly, who she's not talking to. Right. And everyone else in the school, like, keeps giving her, like, mean looks all the time. So she goes to visit them again, and I forget why, but she just kind of shows up. Yeah. At their oh, house. Yeah, no picture this time, no, no ultrasound. I don't think there was a reason, really, but... Oh, before that, they had been at the mall, and she had run into um, Vanessa. Oh, yeah. And she had kind of spied on Vanessa, because she saw her with, Vanessa with her, out with her girlfriend shopping, and there was, like, a little, one of her friends has, like, a toddler, and they were playing in the play area, and Juno was just kind of watching her to see, like, mm -hmm. how she handled it. And she, you could tell that, like, Vanessa was really good with the little kid, and that Juno was really happy with that. But she was really, like, glad to see that she was really, like, great mom material. So she goes to their house later that day and comes in and is, like, and that's when she meets Mark and he's, like, at the door and he's, like, oh, we're safe. Like, Vanessa's not home. Because she always asks right away, is Vanessa home? Because I think she really wants to talk to Vanessa. Yeah. And then he's, like, oh, she's not here. We're safe. And you're, like, oh, okay, that was awkward. Um, 
So they go, like, down in the basement, and he's like, oh, I found this cool comic book I want to give to you about a pregnant superhero lady. Yeah. Like, it starts Which off chummy nice. again. And, but then, Chill. And she's, she's like, like, I brought oh. some tunage. Let's listen to this music that we talked about before. Yeah. Like, you know, they're just, like, friends getting so ready. So they put this song on, and it turns out to be, like, the song he danced to at senior prom. So that's when it starts getting weird, because... Then they kind of start dancing in the mm-hmm. basement, and it's kind of a joke, but it's kind of not. And then he drops the bomb that he's leaving Vanessa. And, like, he's talked about, like, wanting to have a place in the city, and, like, he wishes he could do all these things, and, like, mm-hmm. you can tell he's been he's thinking like, I'm gonna about pl- this for a yeah. while. He's like, I'm going to place in the city, I'm going to do this, I'm going to get the band back together. And she's like, why would you do that? Yeah. And he is, and he goes, he says something to the effect of like, wait, what do you think of me? What do you think this is? I thought you'd be excited. Yeah. And, and she was like, like, no, like, like you're leaving your wife like, for why? what? <laughs> like, why didn't you love her? Like, what are you doing? He, she's flipping out and he's like, I like, he's like, I am so stupid. And he said, he was like muttering to himself like, oh my God, like what in the world? Like, what in the world have I done, like, making this decision, and, like, why did I think? So this is the scene that has a lot of people, um, a little, like, uh, I don't, I don't know, or I think uh, it's a little bit divided on, like, Mm -hmm. was he wanting to have sex with Juno, and was, like, oh, once the baby's done, then, like, I'm gonna hook up with this girl. Yeah. Because uh, they, like, clearly have chemistry, they get along, there's, like, a little flirtation, like, there's, like, a, yeah. they, they vibe well, <laughs> I think is what the kids are saying. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm not hanging out with Jason Bateman. I think he and I might vibe well. Who knows? I'm also not a child. <laughs> and, like, um, so there's a, a, you know, a big sector that point, a lot of things that point to, yeah, he wanted to, like, Get with Juno as you know, obviously reboundy, mm-hmm. but like he Juno helped him figure out what he wanted and make him see yeah. that like he actually didn't want to be with Vanessa and he didn't yeah. want to be a dad and all of this stuff yeah. and he you know she helped him figure that out and so of course he's confused and wants to hook up with her and then there's me who was like I don't I mean maybe probably it's super super likely but then it it, it was vague they wrote it intentionally I think to mm-hmm. be vague enough that it didn't directly point to that yeah. but it was like a broad sweep towards it yeah <laughs> where I'm like it could have yeah it's who like knows he rec- he realized that he was like oh mm-hmm. like he wanted to impress her it seemed like yes and I don't uh, yeah, I don't know if specifically he would, like, wanted to hook up with her after, like, after all this happened, but, like, he wanted more of, like, someone more like that. Right. Than Vanessa, than, like, Vanessa. But how he, like, why he ended up with him being married to her, anyway, they don't go into the backstory of right. any of their relationships, so we don't know. But, anyway, so they have this whole interaction, and then they hear Vanessa come home. Maybe they don't hear, but, like... She storms upstairs because she's like, you, why? Why are you doing this? Like, this is a bad decision to leave your wife yes. right now. Like, no, 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 this a, is terrible. Like, a month from your baby being born. Like, Don't do this. Like, what are you doing? So she, upset, storms upstairs and runs into Vanessa, 
And Vanessa's like, what happened? Why are you crying? What's, why is everyone so upset? And then Juno has to kind of awkwardly stand there while he comes upstairs and is like, oh, must just be hormones, right, Juno? By the way, I don't think I'm ready to be a dad, and this is This not isn't going to work out. And she's just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, we have, are in this together. And Juno, like, slips out because it's real awkward standing there while they're, like, having this discussion. Yeah. So she leaves. They have whatever talk. You come, you see Juno, Juno going to town thinking about things. And then drives back, and they're talking about, like, well... And he has already called to file for divorce with their lawyer. <laughs> Real quick. It's been, like, four hours. They they know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, he'd already called to talk about the divorce. He already has an apartment downtown, so clearly, like, yeah, you knew that this that out. was happening. Yeah. And she... Vanessa's just like, well, thanks for doing all the legwork, I guess. Like, She's like, okay. Cool. So she's clearly devastated because she really wanted to have a baby and, like, be a mom and mm-hmm. is a mess. And so Juno shows up and, like, leaves a note on their doorstep and leaves. And then, I don't know if anything... She comes home and talks to her dad. And, because she, because yeah. Juno's all, like, I she... I was just dealing with things beyond my maturity yeah, level. Yeah, because she's, like, just wants to know if people can be happy together. She's, like, she's can like, this happen? Can this uh... work? Like, can people actually just be together? And her dad was just like, you need to find someone who loves you for you, no matter, like, like through all dumb everything, yeah. Yeah. who thinks the sun still shines out your ass. <laughs> which, is great, great which is great dad advice, it's I think. Good dad just advice. like, that's, that's what you're looking for. Yeah. I'd like... Yeah, pe- yeah, yeah, it's possible that people people can be happy together. Like, yeah. it, it's going to be okay. So she realizes that she's like, I think I found that. And he's like, yeah, me, right? And she's like, sure, Dad, she's I got to like, go. Totally, <laughs> totally. So she and her friend go and buy a billion boxes of <laughs> orange, orange Tic Tacs and go stuff them in Polly Bleaker's mailbox. Mm-hmm. So he gets up the next morning and finds, like, that she's left him all this candy. And then she meets him out him. on the track field. Yeah, and they have their little meetup, and she's like, "I'm pretty sure I'm in love with you." And he's like, "Like friends?" <laughs> she goes, "No, no, <laughs> like I love you." He's like, "Oh, <laughs> he's very Michael Sarah about the he whole is. thing." It's real cute. And she's like, "You're super cool without even trying." And he goes, "I, I try really hard, actually." <laughs> and we're like, "We know you do. <laughs> you can tell. It's obvious Aww. that you're trying really hard." And she's just like. I, like, I love you, and you're great, and, like, I, uh, like, I'm sorry I was so awful to you. Yeah. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. That's why he's like, can we make out now? And then they, like, kiss, and it's great, yeah, it's and everything's cute. wonderful. And that's, like, the iconic scene where you're like, oh, finally! Aww, so and I love so much that their love story was not one that was, like, drawn out yeah. and tension-ridden, and you're like, yeah. will they or won't they? You're just like, man... Like, she's really trying to, like, disconnect her feelings from all of this. Because, yeah. like, that would be way too much to handle right yeah. now. And yeah. he's clearly, like, I, I'm just trying to, su- like, care he's, about you. He's trying to... He, he's like, I'm just he trying is, to care about he's you. he's really supportive the whole time. Yeah. Even, like... Yeah. He's at one point, like, like, she starts ignoring him. And, like, he tries to just, like, go with it. Yeah. And, like, whenever... Yeah, yeah it's he was great. really good about it. He was wonderful about it. He was just like, okay, like this is whatever what you think is right. Like, whatever she's got to do to deal with the situation she's in, like, yeah, 
cool, but he's also like, you don't need to be mean to me. Yeah. Like, I love that they had a conversation. He was like, no, like, you don't need to be mean. Like, there's nothing for you to be mean to me about. Yeah. Like, I didn't do anything. Like, I... Yeah. Did, no. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, thank you for yeah. sticking up to mean people. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so then Juno has the baby, and uh, she gives it to Vanessa. Yeah, and so there's have... this really nice, like, hospital sequence where mm-hmm. you get to see Allison Janney being, like, super great mom. Mm-hmm. Like, even though she's a stepmom, she's, like, super involved in Juno's life. great she's mom. Um, thanks, stepmoms in movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for not making her awful stepmom. I know. Like, she, they could have very easily, Been and like... instead she was a very supportive stepmom. Right. Which was awesome. So, like, her mom's there, her best friend's there, she has the baby... And then she decides, like, she doesn't want to see it because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to get any more, like, emotionally invested than she already is. And you can tell she's really upset. Yeah. And, like, just obviously struggling mm-hmm. because, of course, you would be. Yes. And so she's sitting with her dad in the hospital room and he's like, it'll all be okay. Like, some here you'll be here on your terms and it'll mm-hmm. be great. And then Bleaker shows up because mm-hmm. he's realized that she's, she's not at her his track meet, which must mean that, like, something big is happening. So he shows up, just, like, They cuddle. Just, like... Just hold just her. Just lays with her and lets, it's just lets silent. her cry. And it's real cute. Yeah. And they, the, you hear in the voiceover, like, he didn't want to meet the baby either because, like, that would just be too yeah. much. And so then they show the scene where, like... Vanessa is out and finally gets to meet. Yeah, there's like in baby. the in the baby nursery at the hospital. Yeah, and she's like holding the baby for the first time, and Allison, Janie, 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 Allison. Yeah, <laughs> she shows up, like in the doorway, and Vanessa's just like, "How do I look?" And she's like, "Like a new mom, scared shitless." Yeah, <laughs> and she was and like, she, and Great. It's, "Yeah," and you're like, does. "Pretty much." And then they show the nursery that and, Vanessa yeah. and Ma- Jason Bateman were, like, bickering over. Yeah. Like, then, trying to figure out the paint for. And you see the framed note, which you hadn't seen what was written on it yet. No. Earlier in this film. And so, finally, at the end, you see, and it says, Vanessa, I'm still in if you're still in. Juno. Juno. It was great. <laughs> and so she was like, I don't care about this crappy dude. Like, you're going to be a good mom. Yeah. You're, I still want you to have the baby. Oh, which is so, like, it's yay, so ladies, great. supporting ladies. Yeah. Yay. And so at the end of the movie, you see Vanessa holding her son and being, like, a super happy mom. Mm-hmm. And then you see Juno back to being a high schooler. Yep. And going back to hang out with Yeah, Polly. she and Polly are the mech to their cheese, mm-hmm. and they're in love, and... You know, like playing the guitar together. Yeah, singing their band back together. Just being in the summer. Yeah. Being good old summer teenagers yeah. with no babies. And that's how the movie ends. Yeah. It's great. It's such a good movie. Like, after watching it, I was like, this totally was nominated for an Oscar. But yeah. you're like, this is also not a very Oscar-y it's film. It's not an oscar film. It's but not it's Oscar a bait. film. Oh, man. And I think it kind of, like, it caught people by surprise. Yes. That year. Super by surprise. And it's so interesting how much of this movie has been translated into, like, really regular pop culture. Mm-hmm. Like, Sunny D has become iconic, and the orange Tic Tacs do- are uh, iconic. It's not a Etch-A-Sketch. It's a doodle that can't be like <laughs> Your ego was prick. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, so many lines from this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's... What was the one that I say to people all the time that I was like, oh, oh. that's from this movie? Oh, like, it's a... 
I was like, pregnancy oh. that it eventually ends in I was infant. Like, yeah, I've read like that, that uh, pregnancies often uh, lead to infants. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. And I say that to people when they get pregnant. I'm like, you know that that can lead to like an infant later. Did you, <laughs> I read about that, this. Right? I read about that. And they're like, oh, cool. Yeah, no way. And everyone thinks I'm funny. <laughs> uh, the other thing I say to my friends who get pregnant and they find out they're having a boy the first thing. And everyone's like, congratulations. Are you excited? And I'm just like, you're growing a penis right now. <laughs> and they're always like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, right now, you have a penis. <laughs> and they're like, I never thought about that. I was like, isn't that cool? Oh, that's funny. That's so cool. <laughs> Juno had a penis for most of the movie. <laughs> the whole movie. Except for that very last scene. I was like, that's so cool. That's funny. I just think that's the coolest thing ever that our bodies can do that. <laughs> oh, bodies making babies is so cool. So crazy. <laughs> babies are the greatest. <laughs> this movie dealt with so many things and so much of it was like kind of nuanced in ways that we were, as grown-ups, you and I were like, whoa, I miss oh, that yeah. look they gave each other. Yeah, there were some, some really great looks between the couple. There was the line mm -hmm. about... <laughs> Just funny, but not funny. Uh, the one, the one student who was in love with her math teacher. Oh, and she was like, <laughs> I, I love Woody, Woody Allen too. We were like, like, oh, ew. You and I were like, oh, I missed that joke real hard as a teenager. Ooh. We were oh, like, man. ooh, didn't catch on to that. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, there's some really great, great stuff. Oh and my gosh, it's so good. The other thing we were talking about is um, how there was kind of a like teen movie renaissance. Yes. At, in this era. Yeah. Like, you had, because um, I feel like there were the 80s teen movies, and then the 90s teen movies were, like... Really vapid. Yeah, or, like, super over-the-top sexualized, which yeah. was just weird. Yeah. So, then there was, like, then they kicked it off with Napoleon Dynamite being, like, quirky high school... Mm -hmm. And then you had this being quirky high school. We had Mean Girls mean in this. Mean Girls was in like there. Like a few years before. Um, I think The Princess Diaries kind of kicked it off in 2001. It might have, yeah. Because that was another, like... Like, within another. this, like, there was this, like, 10-year... Well, it was that early 2000s. We mm -hmm. had, like, Mean Girls, and we had The Princess Diaries, and A Walk to Remember. The sister... Oh, She's the Man, and The Sister Out of the Traveling Pants. Mm -hmm. And, like... Uh, and then all the way to like Easy A, which would have been I yeah. Think there was, was thirteen going on thirty, which also had yeah. Jennifer Garner in it. Yeah. That was a big one. Um, but there were some. And thirteen then it going kind on of, thirty was more aimed at adults, right? But there were a lot of movies that were actually aimed at teenagers with mm -hmm. actual teenage like issues in them. Yeah, which was really great. Yeah, yeah. There was a bunch of that wasn't like party themed you let's know? go party there was a there was a good bundle a lot of them were like pretty hokey like yeah. sky high <laughs> <laughs> um, and like a... like high school musical came out and so did oh hairspray came out this same year mm. actually i remember now because i went to go see those in the theater but there was like i remember confessions of a teenage drama queen came out too and they had some really bummer ones for me. Like, oh, Superbad also came out, which was, like, the other, like, a teen movie for boys. Yeah. Um, but they came out with some, like, really kind of awful ones at the same time. Yeah, but there but some were a really few sprinkled in that, like, like were just iconic. really great. The Cinderella story came in. 
<laughs> I remember that one. that one. I loved Hillary Duff. She was. I great. hated her. She was my. She had the life I wanted, and I was really jealous about it. Like it was legit. <laughs> I was not okay. Oh. This is what dreams are made of, Hillary Duff. <laughs> I still regret not buying the uh, Lizzie McGuire movie when I saw it at a thrift store a oh, while back. No. I should have done it. I have it. Do you have it? I might have got rid of it. <laughs> but I watched it within the last six years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last time I lived at my dad's house, I watched it. That's funny. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Yeah, Juno. Is there anything else we want to talk about? I just love it. Like, yeah. this movie is so good. And every, and this, like, the banter between characters is great like mm-hmm. you know this isn't the way that people actually talk to each other all the yeah, time it's pretty it's exaggerated to some extent but oh for sure but it's also like but also not you're, <laughs> I know it I remember I do remember watching this movie when I was 17 and just being like man I wish I could be this quick-witted yeah you know like yeah. I really wanted to be and sometimes I can but it's not super often and I just remember being like I, I want to be that like zippy but then I also, I think this was my father's primary concern, was, like, how she used her wits to really hurt people. Mm, to, yeah. like, keep everyone else at bay. Yeah. And I think that's where he got really concerned with me being like, I like this character. And him being like, ooh, you missed how mean she is yeah. to people. And that's the other thing, is she's not a perfect character. No, she's not great. some, like, heroine who's like, I'm going to do such a great thing for this couple. She's like, man, I screwed this up, and yeah. I am not okay. Yeah. And... Like, uh, so she's not humble is not a way that I would describe her, but she's like, she's quick on her feet and she knows she's in way over her head and her coping mechanism is to be like funny and hurt people. Yeah. Real snarky and not in a good way. Yeah. And I was like, what a real person. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter how exaggerated. What a real like 16 year old pregnant hormonal person. Yeah. Who would be like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how else to deal with any of this, so I'm just going to keep everyone else away. Yeah. And it's not like she was totally unaware of it either. She was like, well, if I'm going to pull this giant stunt to, like, tell a guy I got him pregnant, I should probably also pull a pretty big stunt to, like, tell him I love him. Yeah. (laughs) Because he deserves that much, at least. Yeah. And if I'm going to do something to, like, shake his world, I should probably also do something (laughs) to, like, shake his world a little bit. Yeah. And, like, make it better. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, express her feelings. But she's not afraid to just express them. I think that's what I really loved about her was she was about the only teenager who wasn't like, I can't tell them that. She was yeah. just like, bleh. Yeah. Just word vomit all the time in yeah. a way that I was like, I can admire that in a teenager. Just someone who's like, I don't sit here's around feeling anxious about yeah. it. She's like, here's how it is. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but here we are. Yeah. Let's see what happens now. <laughs> like, let's see what happens if I just say this instead of being afraid all the time. Which I appreciated a lot yeah. as a teenager to see someone who was like, oh, yeah. She's kind of fearless in that way. Yeah. Okay. The other thing I liked about this movie is the opening title sequence. Ooh. Which, that's Again, the, iconic. Yeah. That's the other thing that, like, makes me connect it to, like, Napoleon and Easy A. Is yes. they all had, like, really great title sequences. <laughs> and, like, that's a thing that sticks with me. Yeah. 
because I love movie title sequences. Yeah. But this one in particular, it changes from like, oh, she's walking around town. She's got her giant jug of Sunny D and her candy or <laughs> that whatever. Sunny D jug. And at one point she like passes behind a tree and it switches to like animation, inst- like stop motion mm. animation instead of yeah. actual film. And it's all done like sketch in a notebook. And so basically what they did, I remember reading about it when it came out, was that they like printed frame by frame like of her like walking mm-hmm. and like physically like made paper copies of it so that like the um, quality would get worse mm-hmm. and it'd be that like, you know, kind of yeah sketchy looking print out and then hand cut like the guy the direct whoever did the titles and their like family like his wife and friends yeah just like sat around and cut out the juno just thousands of them just hundreds and thousands of them and then used that to like stop motion animate like this paper like of her walking walking through like a paper illustrated like scenery oh my gosh, that's so amazing. I love stop motion. I know, it's so cool and weird. Y'all know I love me some good stop motion. But I didn't realize, I. it also looks kind of like something that you're like, maybe they did that maybe in a computer. computer. You can't, but yeah, they totally but did like, it by hand. Oh, that's so good. Again, Oscars. <laughs> yeah. This this there, thing got nominated. I don't think there is an Oscar for title sequences yet, and I. <laughs> but there should be. There really should be. Like myth title me. There's a really great website that I discovered in college called Art of the Title, and they oh. do like they sh- they will show like really great title sequences, and then like either analyze them or talk to the director of it, and like do all this cool like background info because there's some really really cool ones out there. Hmm. That sounds cool. So, like, do you remember the Napoleon one? Where it yeah. was, like, the food and, like, stuff was written in, like, mustard. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it was so quirky and weird, but, weird. like, so smart. It was, yeah, because it was a high school movie. Yeah. So they were like, well, we'll show weird, high weird lunch stuff. food. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> papers folded into notes and, like, just so good. weird stuff. I love that stuff. But, yeah, it's great. That's really good to know. What a great educational experience we just had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how many Channing Tatums do you give Juno? Uh, I'm going to give it nine. Nine Tatums. Yeah. We had a Bateman. <laughs> Just not like it. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm only going to give it nine because um, uh, Michael Sarah's legs were out a lot. <laughs> and, you know, I can only take so much of that. <laughs> He's so skinny. He's so tiny. <laughs> He's the smallest person. He was rounder as a child. <laughs> In Arrested Development. He was, like, puffier. And now I'm like, oh, you got real small, man. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably give it seven. Seven? Yeah. Nice. Cool. It's a good movie. I, I like that. it a lot. It's excellent. Um, uh, are we good? Yeah. I feel really good about Is this. anything else to say about Juno? No. It's great. And it's just... We wish it had won an Oscar, even though it didn't. Yeah. Like, I watched the movies that came out that year, and except they for Michael Clayton heavy. or whatever that was. Yeah. It was very, like, heavy mm-hmm. on the man side. And this like, was Like, men very, with monologues. Yeah, and this was a female-fronted, female-directed. Yes. So, like, whoa. Yeah. And it came out of nowhere. Yeah. But, like, this teen movie was nominated yeah. for an Oscar. Yeah. I don't know when the cool. last time that happened was. Yeah. Maybe me- was Mean Girls not? No, it wasn't. I was like, "What is that?" I don't know. Um, no, it's I. I just love how simple it is and how 
nuanced it is mm-hmm. and how iconic it has become. That everybody knows what Juno is and yeah. they know what it's about and they've seen it and they love it and they connect it to it in a different way. Yeah. It's great. It's just good, just it's good great. stuff. Cool. So yeah, that's Yay! Juno, our first Oscar loser. That's Juno, Oscar loser 2018 is the month theme. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're done. If you find any of this remotely tantalizing, <laughs> let me shout at you. Hey, hey, are you listening? Listen up. If you find any of this remotely tantalizing, uh, I that'd be kind of weird, kind of like Jason Bateman in this movie. You let us know. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Viewing Party Pod. You can also go to our website at viewingpartypod.com. Mm-hmm. We're going to have show notes. I'm not going to say anything weird that you need to Google. <laughs> We're going to have show notes, links to things, uh, you know, stuff like that. Real good. Yeah. Sunny D, available at sunnyd.com. Hope that's oh. the website. Uh, check it out and let me know because I'm not going to Google it. Uh, if you want to hear more from me, you can check out my other podcast, Columbus Cares, where we tell the stories of Columbus nonprofits. You can find us on iTunes and other places, probably. Oh, you can also check out our podcast on Stitcher. Yeah, we are on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher now. And Blueberry. So, and Blueberry. Which is super exciting and weird. Yeah. Uh, you can find us all over the place. You can find us almost anywhere, like your local grocery store or at work. We go to work a lot. Wherever <laughs> your phone goes, you can have us with you. Uh, also, check out the Columbus Podcast Festival, and it's coming this May. Mm-hmm. Uh, submissions are now closed and we have some pretty exciting guests that we're getting ready to announce soon Yay. uh so check that out columbus festival sorry columbuspodcastfestival.com you can join us next week when we watch something else talk about something different until then this is katie this is wesley and this is ewing party, party. I burped right at the end <laughs> that's super gross it's totally fine ew